the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. And we are back. Welcome to hour number two of Lifeline with your host, Pastor Phil Howard from, uh, well, he's the Pastor Emeritus at Valley Bible Church. Host of Truth For Today, heard Monday through Friday right here on KFAX at 5.30 in the morning, Sundays at 8.30 in the morning and 10.30 in the evening. Open lines tonight, 888-FORKFAX. 888-367-5329. I had this here just a second. There it is. Yes. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 says, Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. You know, I have found in times past, Pastor Phil, that any time I get distracted with uh, things and circumstances that surround me, I always find a grounding when I am back in Christ again. Now, it doesn't always delete the circumstance or the crisis, but it does give you a better foundation and a better view of it all. So if you would, let's start off our number two tonight, just talking about our elder brother, who he is, and encourage us, will you not, in, in, our, in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Or not? <laughs> Are you there, Pastor Phil? He's, he's gone. He's left. Okay, until we can get him back, let's see if I can't help along those same lines. You know, we... Uh, we always have this idea in our minds when a crisis hits that it it, it it takes our minds and it focuses us on that crisis, does it not? I mean, this coronavirus, right? We have uh, we have found ourselves seriously thinking about our finances, seriously thinking about our jobs, our families. Am I going to be able to make the mortgage? Will I have my job when I come back? And again, as I mentioned a moment ago, to set your mind on Christ will not always get your job and secure it. It may not. It won't always keep you from a virus. It may not. You may still contract it. But what it will do is reset your heart. It'll set your emotions and get you on a right path and a right foundation that will allow you to face these problems and these trials. Remember in Colossians, Paul tells us, uh, you know, uh, he, he has made a way for us not to escape the trials, but to stand up under them. And what happens when we stand up under them is that we find ourselves able to, uh, able to seriously stand for him that others might see around us and go, oh, well, you know, yeah. Uh, you've got something different. What's going on? I want to hear about this. You see, the answer for us as believers isn't always an escape. God loves to use us in these times 
to show a dead and dying world around us that there is indeed a God, that we do have a Savior. As you consider where you're at today, sequestered in your house, maybe you're out driving around, maybe you were able to get out of your house today, and you're still wondering what's going to happen, might I encourage you, as Pastor Phil did just a few minutes ago, spend time in God's Word. You know, Dan out in Sonoma had a great question. How do you how do you mature and grow in Christ? Well, it's by getting back into the Word of God. We can, we can always have those times in our lives where we wonder what's going on. And yeah, times get busy and crazy, and we don't always have the time that we need for, for, for the Bible. Um, don't let that fallacy, that false notion, consume your life and take it over. I, I, I love what, um, what Martin Luther said. Uh, one specific morning he woke up and this was, uh, he had already uh, forsaken the priesthood. He'd married Katie, his rib. Uh, he had his table talk with all of his young apprentices around him. And it was, it was a community life that was going on in his time in life. Gardens, gardening, uh, the livestock, everything. It was a full-orbed life. And I, I remember reading what Martin Luther said to one of his young apprentices at that time, he said, I am so busy, I'm going to need to spend an extra hour this morning in the Word and in prayer before I can get my day going. Anytime you think that life is so busy that you don't have time for God's Word, you're going down the wrong path. Take the mindset of Martin Luther. Anytime your life is so busy that you think you don't have time for the Word of God in prayer, that's the time you need to incorporate more of God's Word and prayer. I think you'll find, as I have found, and I know once we get Pastor Phil back on the line here, if you take that principle and apply it to your life, you're going to find that you will have more time for your The more time you devote to the Lord, the more productive you're going to be in that day. The more, the more you're going to have effect in people's lives. So uh, the encouragement to you this evening here on Lifeline, if you're concerned about everything going on in our world right now, take some time out. Go back to the Word of God. Might I encourage you to start in the uh, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You want to know about Jesus? Man, what a great place to start. Go see him yourself and spend some time in those Gospels. And then work through some of the letters that Paul wrote, that Peter wrote, especially Peter. First Peter, oh my, if you ever want something that's... Uh, uh, if you ever want a book that will really encourage you in times of persecution, suffering, and challenges, man, First Peter is great. Pastor Phil, I hear we've got you back on. All right. I wanted to read a, a great verse that I think can fit these times and uh, what Christ may be doing in your heart. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, and I used to say that seemed like the cruelest verse in the world. You know, here <laughs> I, I'm in the midst of severe trial, and if we thought of Job, and you're telling me 
I mean, and I'm not to be a hypocrite, but consider it pure joy that we're burying a son. Are you kidding? Consider it pure joy that you're burying a love. You've got to wait. Wait, what is he talking about? When, whenever you face trials uh, of many uh, coronavirus kinds, <laughs> because you know that the testing of your faith produces the ability to continue, persevere, to remain under pressure. Let this ability to remain under pressure finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, and it's in the context of this trial, this say, Lord, uh, all right, you're telling me to have joy, and that would be impossible apart from the Spirit's filling, but I don't know how to respond to it. I don't know how to uh, run a peaceful house with three children at home and a husband out of work, and we don't know how we're going to pay the bills, and we don't know how to get these children to behave, or on and on. I need wisdom. And he said, God will give you a generous supply. You've got to believe him, don't doubt. And uh, I, I think of being a, uh, a ch- the youngest child of uh, my mother had seven children, and two boys had died before me, one killed in front of her and all like that. I cannot tell you all the table wisdom and home outlook of just common people that had suffered through the Depression, had suffered uh, migrating to California to flee hard times. Oh, I'm telling you, the wisdom, the uh, sweetness, and you talk about Jesus. Uh, I heard a person say it this way. My daughter was going through a great trial, and she gave me this line when she called me. She said, Dad, I didn't know Jesus was all I needed until he was all I had. Mm. Oh, man. And, and I think there's a lot of us, Jesus, uh, you're okay. I'll get to you, you know, when I'm in trouble. But in, you're not a good... You're not a wonderful God in good times. I can handle the good times. You're only for emergency. Mm. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. Peter, do you love me? Do you love me uh, in Pilate's judgment hall? Uh, Would you be with me all the way? Mm. All the way. And I think there is so much artificiality, surface Christianity, Christianity based on who has the best church band, uh, is it the latest music, is on the latest top. Wait, wait, tell me, have you ever been in Gethsemane with him? Have you ever been at the side of a widow whose husband just blew his brains out? Have you ever seen any suffering? My father told me one time, I had him hear a young preacher, I said, what do you think of me? He said, he'll be worth hearing what she has suffered, because in suffering, Jesus never can be sweeter than then, mm. because he becomes all you've got. And I think, Andy, too many times, he's one of five other, I just read in Kings today, he let Israel go into Assyrian captivity, 
because you kept substituting me with gods made of wood, silver, and gold. And he said, I don't play a substitute God. I'm either first, I'm either Lord of all, or I'm not Lord at all. You know, uh, Pastor Phil, we we got to take another time out here. And uh, when we come back, you know, I, I love J.B. Phillips, the translation that uh, is used in the J.B. Phillips uh, Amplified uh, of that verse you gave us in James, welcome trials as a dear friend. And I think at the heart of that, we cannot do that unless we welcome Christ in the high times of our lives. So let's talk about that on the other side of the break. And, and, and really what it does, I think, is it conditions us for these bad times. We'll talk about that more. We have to take another quick time out. We've got a line open at 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X, 888-367-5329. Join us if you'd like, and we'll take a quick time out. Check your traffic off to the KFAX Traffic Center for a look at your commute. And now, back to Lifeline. We are back. It is Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard, along with yours truly, your moderator, Andy Froyland. Pastor Phil is the pastor emeritus at Valley Bible Church, host of the Truth For Today radio program you can hear right here, Monday through Friday on KFAX, 5.30 in the morning, Sundays at 8.30 in the morning, and 10.30 at night. And... Uh, Phone lines are open, 888-367-5329. That's 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. Wilma's on the line. We'll go to her in just a couple of minutes. Pastor Phil, before the break, we were talking about uh, how we find ourselves in the midst of suffering and trials, seeing Christ the most. Does it help that we condition ourselves to be thankful and grateful to the Lord in those good times so that it's already top of mind when something bad happens. What does that dynamic look like? I, I think uh, we probably live with two two dangers. Uh, first of all, we usually don't have, know how to respond to good times. Prosperity ruins more people. I've heard it said than adversity, uh, because it can just corrupt us. I think of Solomon with all the prosperity and all the wisdom, still sold out God and picked up another religion. Uh, I, I think, what will we do if he blesses us? What will we do if he tests us? And mm. I love the Psalms 115, that if things go well, I won't take the credit. Uh, uh, and then I, I face pride, I face arrogance, so, first of all, we'll all be tested. I just read Proverbs today, Proverbs 27, that a man is tested by the amount of praise given to him. How does he handle praise, good times, accomplishment? On the other hand, uh, God forbid that any of us ever t- tried as severely as a Job, but uh, how do we respond Let's say, let's tone it way down. Just uh, It just didn't go my way. I didn't get the raise. You know, minor things. Uh, are we like spoiled children and, and we uh, throw a fit, as it were? Uh, or, or do we say, uh, whether he slay me, whether he bless me, I've been called to bless the Lord 
and not to hold him obligated to treat me the way I dictate. Uh, I'm subject to his will. Uh, my parents I didn't pick. My eyes I didn't pick. My pigmentation, I my IQ I didn't pick. Uh, those basic capacities that are God-given gifts. And so I think we have to be prepared on both sides. In blessing, I will bless the Lord. In testing, I will. My purpose is to give glory to God, no matter what He decides. It can be a challenge, can't it? Because the, our God is a God who enjoys blessing His children, and He does. And so often, like you said, man, we just take it and run with it, failing to realize out of out of the ten lepers, only one comes back. And I, I feel like so many times we are the nine who just run off going, look, I've been, I've been fixed. And we fail to come back and go, oh, but it's I you who did it. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, uh, it's the, attitude, the attitude and the motives of the heart. Uh, I used to always pray as a young, young person... Uh, I, one day, the Lord, uh, I was just wrestling with, in my prayer life, and I said, Lord, give me the right motives, give me the right morals, and give me the right attitude about money. And believe me, it was easy in those days because I had no money. But I, I didn't want to be corrupted by it. And uh, when I got my 40s, you know, I did, I added one more M. Don't let me lose my mission. Hmm. My mission is to make Christ known to others. And so if he gives, I, you know, I've served God with little. I've been broke a lot of times. I, I, I used to, even the early days of being in the valley, if someone invited me to lunch, I would say, I'd love to go with you, but you'll have to pay. I have no money. I was up front. I didn't want them to get out and have a contest. Who's going to pay for it? I, said, I simply have no money. Yeah. And thank God they were kind and bought me lunch. Uh, so without it, uh, matter of fact, I was afraid of money for years, and God answered my prayer by, guess what, let me have very little. Because you can see my motives. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pastor Phil, but isn't a time of trial or testing such as we're experiencing now uh, a great opportunity to condition ourselves to be before the Lord and recognize that all the good times were because of him and then take oh. that forward because this is, it is, yea, though I walk through the valley, I'm not going to walk into it and never come out. We are going yes. to get out the other side of this. How do we come, what, what does that look like coming out the other side? Are we going to forget God? Or are we going to rest in him as we move forward into the prosperous times after the fact? What kind of praise and advertisement from our lips will he get? What will we say about him? Uh, did we in, a haunting verse, in all things, hmm. give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. And don't we have people all the time saying, what's God's will? What's, right now, start praising him, giving him credit, giving him the glory. Right now, and uh, boy, don't be bringing to him a plan. God's, God's got a plan. All things will work together for the good of those who gripe. No, <laughs> no, nope. no. 
for the good of those who love the Lord. Can you say you love the Lord? Sometimes I've been afraid to say it, because I know the Peter story where he bailed out. But you know what? On his worst day, Peter loved the Lord, even when he failed him. Man. And I think, well, I love him. Well, I love him in this storm. Yeah. Oh, may it be so, Lord Jesus, may it be so. May we have it to take be a, so. Yes. Let's take another time out, Phil, on the, on the back side of this break. We'll, uh, we'll go to uh, uh, Wilma, uh, who's holding on the line for us as well. She's got a question out of Jeremiah chapter 1, so we'll do that. And that leaves another line open at 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X if you'd like to join the conversation. This is Lifeline with Pastor Phil Howard your host of Truth For Today, Monday through Friday on KFAX, 5.30 in the morning. And we'll be back right after this. Off to the KFAX Traffic Center. Another look at your commute. And now, back to Lifeline. We are back with Lifeline. What is it about... What is it about Australian accents? The next thing you know, you want to be talking like them because they sound so cool. Welcome back to Lifeline. Pastor Phil Hard's joining us here this evening. <laughs> you know, the, the, the Lord in his humor is so delightful, man, that he would create all kinds of accents just so we could get a kick out of it. Just cracks me up. Pastor Phil Howard is our guest here. Well, he's not our guest. He's our host on Lifeline. Last Friday of the month, we get to sit in uh, Craig Roberts' little sandbox and just uh, spend some time talking about Jesus. And that is always a joy around here. Um, 888-367-5329 is the phone number. Wilma has been patiently waiting online. Wilma, thank you for joining us here tonight on Lifeline. You have a question for uh, Pastor Phil. Yes, um, Pastor, I'm having difficulty what to do with this um, Jeremiah 1, 5 and 6, 27. Um, I know it's some kind of like, a, it's debatable, and it is so hard, and I was weird for, with um, Baptist and Presbyterian, and the uh, gift of prophecy was not, was not in the Bible study, so, you know, I, I am at a loss. So Jeremiah uh, chapter 1 and verse uh, 6, right? Um, Jeremiah 1, 1, 5. And then Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And what's the question, ma'am? If God really appointed you as one of that, and he has been training you, I mean, like, who would believe you, and what would you do, and something, it is so difficult, it's like, you know, it's beyond me, and I already read the, uh, the, the book, like, some kind of, like, a, about, about some kind of a prophecy, and all these things, but it is very difficult, you know, it is, it is so debatable, and who will believe? So, then, what is debatable I, I, about the verse that God would do this before He was ever born? Yeah, I'm, I mean, how how do you if you are okay if if someone has been called to be that? I mean, what training and and Bible studies and what to do and I need backup. Like you know, like you know, I'm at a loss. Like, what is so, this? Because me, it's always being 
you know, confirm with the, when, when you read the Bible and something, and and then people say, you know, and then with the Meyer Briggs, it also it is so high with prophecy as a as a spiritual gift, but I don't know how to apply. I don't know how to do it or what to do. I don't know. Well, I think the uh, prophet is explaining that. I think we all make this mistake. We think God just got started with us once we were born. And here he's taking God back. He's saying, he says, you know what? It's not an accident that I'm now a prophet. God designed that for me while in my mother's womb. He had these plans for me. And in time, let's say, on a natural level, I would say that, God, before I was ever born, he obviously, in his plan, wanted me to become a pastor and a preacher in time. It did not exempt me from having to study, because he told me to study. It didn't exempt me from going to school and taking classes in Greek and different you know, theology subjects. Uh, but I think it's a wonderful thing that when you read like Ephesians 1, before the foundations of the earth, God already was thinking about Wilma. He already was planning a future for her to save her, to make her his child. Uh, to put, his hand has been all over your life, and you can look back and say, Oh, had it not been for the Lord, I wouldn't have made it there. Or, I, I, wow, how did that... Be? And just to know that the unseen hand of God has been working in the shadows, guiding you, protecting you, providing for you, giving you your spiritual vocation in the body. He set some up as apostles, prophets, evangelists. Hey, it's not accidental to him that you're that, he has a, the potter has been planning the design all this time, and I love, most, a lot of people can't even plan a vacation, let alone plan their life. Uh, And here you've got this, the master, the God of all creation saying, oh, by the way, my child, my, my children, I've been there guiding, and I've ordained Jeremiah you're going to prophesy in hard times. You're going to see the Babylonians invade Israel and Judah. And I'm sending you to weep over that city, to preach to that city. So it's uh, that's what I see in the verse, is that God was already ordaining before time my destiny, my future, and he brought it to pass. And that's exactly what he did for Jeremiah. Wilma, uh, Wilma, if I can ask you, if I can ask you, Wilma, real quick, is is this a verse Jeremiah one five that you are taking to yourself? Is this something that you see as, uh, if I could say it, a a word from the Lord concerning you, uh, or are you first reading it as what the Lord did with Jeremiah? And Pastor Phil, does that make a difference? Uh, go ahead, yeah. Wilma. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, years ago, decades, it's like, it's always like, you know, like the Ephesians 1, 5. And it's like, what is this? And then 
he conformed with 627. And it's like, and then when I asked Pasha, it's like, I know this is prophecy. He's called me for this. But I was a Roman Catholic before I, I was the first one to be a born-again Christian in 1989. And then with the Baptist, Baptist and, uh, and the Presbyterian something, you know, this prophecy and all these things, they, it's, they, you know, it's on, they don't give you Bible studies or, or train you for that. It is, it is, you know, the Pentecostal, but, you know, God hasn't put me in a Pentecostal church, but it's either Presbyterian or Baptist or Evangelical. And, and so it's like, okay, um, and they just been telling me like, um, like the best one who can, who can, who can teach you how to be this, this and that is, is, uh, is Jesus Christ, the, you know, prophet God. And, and I sense he's with me and all these things. And, and then, uh, and then with all these 10 car accidents, 11, 11 food poisoning and, and all this like a chemical eye injuries. And, you know, every now and then the devil is always like wanting to kill me. And because also not like, and like, okay, I'm like, but I'm alone. I don't have a church or whatever. Now I had it before, but God pulled me out because the churches that I go to, I mean, the, the enemy, the enemy sent, sent some, someone and, you know, in the church and, and being attacked. So I have to get out and, you know, and now I am in, in the in the car for ten years, and oh God is training me and help over here, and it's like so I'm stuck. And then after that, why? I mean, like you know, it's coronavirus. I think it's time, you know. But he's telling me that that my my ancestors, like my bloodline, there's a generational curse that the, the enemy is 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 taking in like the Genesis six verses one to three, and it's like. You know, and and then so I have to renounce, and I have, and God has to clean me. I have to repent from my ancestors and and my own self and all these things. And it is like you know, God is ten years in the car, you know, with you alone, and and um, you know, Bible, the Bible study. I have four four times Bible study. I used to Presbyterian churches morning and afternoon before. And, and now I have all these DVDs and you know, Christian music, and I know that He is. He is in the car. He is teaching me. He's with me, and all these things. But you know, the the enemy is also like pushing me hard, and you know, and like they're really killing me one, you know, moment by moment. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to do, and, and until when it lasts. Well, <laughs> I, I Wilma, I I, I think uh, Pastor Phil. Um, I, I don't know what else to say, Andy. I have no. Uh, I don't have a clear handle on it. So I I think I'll just abstain trying to say any more. And now, back to Lifeline. And uh, hopefully, uh, a good signal. <laughs> the joys of doing things remotely in this quarantine era that we find ourselves in. Tech can be great, and tech cannot be great. So uh, we are back. Uh, Pastor Phil, uh, I believe, if, if, if I heard Wilma correctly, there were a couple of things going on. Number one, uh, I got the sense that Wilma was reading various passages and and applying them directly to her. So, for example, Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. And I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And one of the questions I heard from her was, okay, so how do I train to be a prophet if that's me? Which okay, begs, I didn't which, hear that clearly, so thank right. you for that so, clarification. So, so, 
Yeah, so there's that one, which then begs the question, can we take some of these verses, like the one in Jeremiah 5, and apply them directly? Are they first and foremost for Jeremiah? And then number two, even if you are, she I, I got the sense from her that she was uh, moving around church to church and not really grounded. And I think that would I think that would probably that answer to that scenario would probably answer the first question. Do you yes. understand? Do you follow yeah. what I'm saying? Right? Well, she need, needs to be under a Bible teaching yeah. ministry yeah. and uh, not make herself. I don't believe that God is calling prophets today. Uh, I think uh, I wanted to be a prophet one time. My, I was told it'd be good, be real nice if you'd learn the book of Isaiah. Uh, if you want at least learn from somebody that is really a prophet. Uh, and uh, I think there's a great mistake if you take everything said in the Bible to Jeremiah, Moses, David, as though it's being said to you by interpretation. Uh, you're really uh, uh, going to run into all kinds of problems, like I could do everything Jesus did. No, you can't. Don't try walking on water. Uh, you may drown. Uh, you know, you, you have to have qualifiers. What does it mean to the person it was said to? And this wasn't a promise given. Now, by implication, you can think, well, if God did that for the prophet, I wonder if he had anything to do with me before I came on the scene. Well, that's why I went to Ephesians. Oh, yes, in the life of his chosen people and those who put faith in Christ. He said, oh, I've been active in your life from eternity past. Right. I, I would also uh, think, too, Pastor Phil, um, if indeed God is calling you to be a, uh, an evangelist, a teacher, giving you one of these gifts, if you think you're getting one of these gifts from God and you're not sure— um, I think the Holy Spirit has a job there that kind of helps along with that. And like you, you were called to the pastorate. That that was probably confirmed a couple of ways by God for you, but that still required you to go and study and learn and prepare for it, didn't it? That That is right. Uh, here I felt that uh, urge to preach at 15. I started church at 27, and that was after about Oh, about 10 years of uh, going to school. And many, many uh, preaching occasions. No, it doesn't exclude preparation. We used to have a line that said, if you want inspiration in presentation, you must spend perspiration in preparation. And uh, uh, no, he don't go off uh, just on an impression, uh, it does not exclude, uh, you know, the one guy said he felt like God called him to preach, and someone asked him, well, what made you feel that? And said, well, I was out in the field, and I saw the clouds, and it formed by the clouds two initials, G and P. And so I took that to be go preach, and the guy said, it might be go plow. <laughs> and uh, you better be sure of how you interpret the signs. 
And again, I, 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 I've quoted Spurgeon already this evening. It's good to quote him uh, again. Boy, if you can do anything else in this life other than preaching or being a prophet or whatever, insert any gift here that requires you to stand before people. Uh, boy, if you can do anything other than that, go do it. And if if it is God's calling in your life, you'll get to the point to where that's all you'll be able to do because he's going to corral you. And he's going to get you into that spot. Have you found that to be true, Phil? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I love doing it, uh, but I don't try to talk anybody else into doing it. Because <laughs> it's a divine work. Uh, you have to pay a price. Uh, there is, and I think of Jeremiah's ministry. I'll tell you right now, uh, he was cast into a well, nearly died. The mud came up to his shoulders. They had to pull him out. Oh, I tell you, I wouldn't want Jeremiah's ministry for anything. And so, I don't. I don't know that I'd know. want any pastor's ministry. I mean, you can attest to that. I, it is. It is not an easy life, is it? It's a full it's life. Not. It's a blessed life, but it certainly isn't easy, is it? That, that's right. And so. Uh, no, I'd certainly be sure. There's a line that I used to hear, if man puts you in, he can put you out. If God puts you in, only he can put you out. And, no, right now I work at being a faithful wife, if you're married, faithful mother, uh, a faithful Sunday school teacher. Uh, why not start teaching some children now or a faithful attender and learning under a Bible ministry. Uh, she named different groups. Whoever's preaching Christ and is clearly teaching the Bible, get into a Christ Bible preaching church and get equipped. He said God gave these gifted men to equip you to have a ministry. So uh, I say, Wilma, be sure you get into a sound Bible teaching church. And if you do, I would also add, uh, don't let circumstances push you away from it. Because if it is a sound Bible teaching church, you can be sure that our adversary is going to do everything to move you away from that. Uh, the, more, the more persecution you face in the midst of sound doctrine, sound teaching, sound theology, you can, you can rest assured our adversary is the one who is trying to separate you from all of that. That's uh, right. That's right. Uh, I like that. Be in submission somewhere. Don't try to be in charge. Exactly. Pastor Phil, we've got two minutes left. Final thoughts as we wrap up tonight as it regards to everything we've discussed this evening? Well, Jesus is enough even in a pandemic. And uh, Jesus, whether we live or die, if I live, it will be Christ. If I die, it will be gain. Take this message strongly. Is it well with your soul? Are you right with God? Have you, first of all, put faith in the Lord Jesus Christ so that you know if you were to die that you would go to heaven, that you could stand before God and say, Christ alone have I put my trust in, to give me acceptance before you, Father. And make this a soul-searching time. And as the prophet told Hezekiah, 
set your house in order, prepare to meet the Lord, and if he sees fit, spare all of us, let us resume life, but not the same as before. I'm going to go into it with a changed heart, a changed mind, somebody that God put a stop in my life to say, I'm evaluating how many days do any of us have to shout out his glory, his praise. I I would take evaluation, you're weighed and found wanting, don't be found wanting. Flee to Christ, trust Christ, he'll keep your heart. Well, that is going to put a wrap on our show tonight, Pastor Phil. Um, I will say this. If folks want to get in touch with you, they can still email you questions at valleybible.org so the program doesn't have to end. Pastor Phil, thank you for uh, spending time with us tonight, brother. All right. Thank you so much, Andy. Joel, thank you for running the board on the other side of that. uh, Oh, get your thumbs out of your ear. You don't need to wave at us anymore. Friend, thank you for joining us tonight here on Lifeline. It's been a blessing. We look forward to doing it again with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Until then, may Christ be your all in all, no matter the circumstances. Again, thank you for joining us this evening. God bless. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.